more History Matters. We are joined in the studio by the very dapper Scott Washington, <laughs> historian extraordinaire, to look back at this week in history. Good morning. How well, are you? good morning, Aaron. I haven't you seen did. you in like three weeks. I know. I was going to say. Who even are right. you? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's such a pleasure. It's like, who, who are you? <laughs> so glad to have you back. And uh, history has continued, whether you've been here or not. We've just, as you well have known, every time we think it's going to be a sleepy program, something else pops up. So in addition to all the things in the news, this is the day when you can say that famous thing, oh, the light bulb came on. Well, th this week in history is when uh, uh, Thomas Edison, finally he and his team, uh, perfected the uh, incandescent light bulb in 1879. Nice. He thought it was going to be a four-month project like Gilligan's Island three-hour tour. <laughs> begins in 1878. It takes him 14 months, approximately 1,200 experiments, wow. and finally comes up with the filament that will work. And it's by baking a little piece of cotton thread until it was carbonized, putting it in a vacuum, and then turning on. It would power for about 14 hours, but that began the whole revolution. Almost 50 years later, this week as well, um, a, uh, an employee, uh, a new employee of uh, General Electric, uh, Marvin Pipkin, uh, who they would always assign these new employees an impossible task, make a frosted light bulb so from the inside. And they knew this was impossible because they would put acid in there and um, you'd wash it out and it would just, the bulb would be so fragile, it would break. Right. Well, totally by accident, he's doing this, the same thing. They're all expecting, ha, 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 they'll never perfect <laughs> this. And instead, he puts the acid in, gets distracted, it tips over, so it doesn't wash out completely, just enough, and when the bulb falls off the desk, it bounces. It does not break. And he was like, what just happened? And then goes and has I like how he life. accomplishes this by just being such a crap employee. Like, you're asked to do one thing, you start doing it, you get distracted, right, the thing over. tips over, falls on the floor, oh, you're a hero. That's right. This is how I got the morning show, oh, too. Man. <laughs> well, uh, you might have a little more there, and he actually uh, he goes on to uh, do quite a lot more with uh, light bulbs, and even he's challenged in 1945 uh, by a British uh, inventor who says, no, no, they did it first, and the patent court has to say, no, no, Pipkin's uh, success was the first one that was more than a process that actually related uh, to a product. And he would go on in life to uh, do things with light bulbs um, and photoelectric. It's kind of interesting. But, you know, we think of that phrase, the light bulb came on, all coming from this week in history, which is kind of kind of cool. All right, there's a couple other ones mm -hmm. uh, that come up here. Um, I love this one. This is uh, Cécile de Brunoff, who uh, is French, uh, born in 1903. Uh, but um, what's interesting about it is that her kids were kind of uh, sick, and so she starts to tell them the story of a little elephant that wanders through Paris. And the kids love it so much that they ask their father, who's a painter, can you write some pictures? We love this story, mm -hmm. which becomes the, ba the Babar series. And nice. she, she, out of deference uh, at the time, said, no, I, uh, it was my husband who did it. Let's her husband take the credit. But now most people assume that she's the one who actually started that. That's awesome. So how, no, how many people are telling stories to their kids that uh, actually might become the basis of Isn't something like that? Some of the like great, like, children's oh, stories yeah. start out that way. Yes. Like Alice in Wonderland exactly. starts out that way. Exactly. We talked about Beatrix, Beatrix Potter and yes. the Peter Rabbit stories. That's yeah. right. Yes, exactly. Yep. That, that another one. And here's another one who appealed to imagination. Her name's Luce, Lucy 
Stanton Sessions, born in 1831, 1910, African-American, born in Ohio, free uh, woman, and um, uh, she uh, goes to Oberlin College. Uh, she gets the equivalent of, a, of one of the first people to get uh, women to get the equivalent of a bachelor's degree. She just wasn't able to take a foreign language. Other than that, she, which is so strange now, you could well, can't you do that? Well, right. at that time, that was the the demarcation. But only goes, men can speak French. Oh, it's apparently. so ridiculous! Yeah. You know, how many women have we not heard from these voices for for that reason? And uh, but she is part of this graduating class. She's the one who's uh, chosen. She gives a speech. Uh, titled A Plea for the Oppressed, and she appeals particularly to the women in the audience to to put themselves in the place of those who are enslaved and uh, to think about what that means. You know, an appeal to imagination, and it changes things. And it's published widely. She goes on to, to do educational matters, and after the war helps educate uh, the first free people in the South, uh, and then uh, moves to Los Angeles. So, you know, again, appeal to imagination, That's which awesome. I just think is so interesting. If I were her, I would have given that speech in French. <laughs> well, that would have been interesting. I don't even it? need to take a class. I know the language. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I, now, this, this is also the week when two of my favorite subjects come up. They all happen on the same day. I don't think it's entirely coincidence, or if it is, it's one of the great coincidences <laughs> of history. Um, and this, we have to go back to World War II, 1943. I was going to say, are these two animals you're about yes, to talk about? I yes, I am going to talk about my favorite animals. <laughs> and um, so we're in, it's the British are in Italy, and uh, they take this town, Calve uh, Vecchia, in Italy, and, um, but they, they don't, the radio isn't working. They can't get the word out. And at this point, this is still 1943, they turned to the oldest technology they had, a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Desperate to tell the Allies, don't bomb it, we've taken the town. So the pigeon flies off, and a record, it was great speed and great headwinds. It travels 20 miles in 20 minutes. Incredible. And actually stops the planes as they're getting ready to taxi on the runway for this bombing mission. Mm. Apparently, it saves approximately 1,000 lives. And after the uh, war... Uh, uh, the pigeon is actually awarded a Medal of Gallantry <laughs> by in London, which is pretty interesting. And I don't know, he probably went, oh, <laughs> I'm not sure what sound a pigeon makes. But anyway, <laughs> and then he was stuck. You know, I'm going to take that impression of you doing a pigeon, and we're just going to like remix it for like some techno Please, dance song. I, I'll, let me practice a little more. <laughs> and maybe in French, I don't know. There you go. Um, and the other one that comes up this same week. Now, this is, so this happens in 1943. Okay, we think that's the end of the story. No, this is what makes it more fun. Now, I don't know if it's entirely just coincidence, but on the same day, October 18th, 20 years later, 1963, a cat blasts into space. The French send a cat, uh, it's a little black and white tuxedo cat, just a stray cat, and this one, they thought, this is the one we want. And they send this cat. Uh, they first, the press names it Felix, but it's a girl cat, so they name her Felicite. 
And uh, she travels 120 miles into space um, and uh, endures seven Gs of gravity. So if you can imagine a cat, you know, the face. <laughs> and then, and then fun with there, this. <laughs> they have electrodes on the cat, so they're monitoring the signal. And it experiences weightlessness. And at that point, all of its vital signs return to normal. Like, all right, this is cool. That's you can good. imagine a cat right. is like floating around and then successfully comes down to Earth, lives a very happy cat life after that. And, you know, it's the first and only cat that went into space. So anybody who has cats out there, you can appreciate that and go, oh, yay huh. for cats. <laughs> and that is uh, History Matters. Scott Washington, thank you so much. Thank you, Eric.